Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. In my 
my way, you gon' be on the floor for this. I'm a savage, 21 savage, a grenade without a pen. Taking over, no apologies, I'm killing all this shit. Hey, first off, you don't know who you fucking with. Right. That nigga KJ here bust quick. Better watch what you say when you run your lips. He's crazy in the range, you don't give a shit. Uh-huh. Pop pills, that boy is so That's ill. Right. Disrespect, then you get killed. Spit like the Viper, the DC sniper to the bitches, I wanna sleep hype, yeah. Damn. You don't wanna with the kid from Jersey. Jersey. Better pray to the Lord for some mercy. Uh-huh. Feel like I'm might come with fire. Stop putting on your rap shoe lighter. You ain't never do a big, you a bitch, nigga. You be lying in your rap, you ain't rich, nigga. Uh-huh. You don't want no war with the kid, nigga. Woo. I run up in your motherfucking crib, nigga. I kill you, kill you, kill you. And leave no witnesses. No. And write a book about uh-huh. it, like OJ Simpson did. Uh-huh. I'm a savage, nigga. Uh-huh. I am out of my mind. Right. I'll hunt you down if you got diamonds and right. I'm on my grind, nigga. So don't you waste my time. And if you disrespect the king, you know you cross the line. Mean. I see you haters, nigga. I, I hear you haters talking. You, talk. you gonna end up six feet deep in the fucking coffin. I'm about my paper. I'm about my thriller. I'm okay. counting figures. Uh-huh. I see no cross in your eyes. That's why you switch, nigga. Oh, you a bitch, nigga. Uh-huh. I'm counting chips, nigga. You keep on chasing ass. I'm getting rich, nigga. Running up the check. Running up the check. Yeah, yeah. Stepping on they neck. Stepping on they neck. Yeah, yeah. Haters popping off. I don't feel a threat. Yeah, yeah. Better come correct. Gotta get respect. I'm not going for this. I will, I will go to war for this. I throw every feeling possible right out the door for this. I'm a savage. 21 savage. Captain Nick. No apple pick. Taking over. No apologies. I'm killing all this shit. Hey. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. We are back. We are back. I am Miss Lisa. You know, Miss Tony is pulling on in up into the chat room. We are both excited about today. Today is like our, it's like a mind, body, and soul segment for us. Um, But we have two fabulous guests on today. We have author and radio host Cyrus Webb. He's going to come and kick in the chat room doors with us, as well as Las Vegas author Andrea Edmonds. She's going to come in here and talk that talk with us. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I want everybody to make sure that you wish uh, or congratulate Miss Tony. Miss Tony, you know she's my right hand and most of the time my left, too. But Miss Tony has uh, is the winner of the 2018 Literary Jewels Award for Best Editor. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's right, RT. You know, I always say T got that hardcore red pen, and she do, y'all. She got that hardcore red pen. I say that all the time. So I'm so excited for her, and we just congratulate her here on Let's Chat. <laughs> Yes, yes, T, get it, T, get it. So we have a fabulous show for y'all today. We're going to talk about the fact that things happen. And sometimes you just got to move accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes things happen for a reason. You know, you never know the reason. Sometimes it's meant for you to, uh, it's meant to position you into a certain position so you can um, be where you need to be. 
And then sometimes it's just stuff. But no matter what it is, you want to make sure you just move accordingly. You know, if you have to tighten something up, tighten it up. If you got to change some things, change some things. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all about, you know, there's always going to be someone that tells you you can't do something or you shouldn't do something. And then sometimes it's just those situations that make you feel like you are limited in movement. You can't do this. You'll never be able to do that. How am I going to do this if i got to do this? This is just so much going on. And you kind of feel limited. You know, you kind of feel like I can't, I don't have the freedom to be able to move the way I want to get what I'm trying to get done. Um, and sometimes you have to just move accordingly, but you got to keep pushing. You don't give up. You just make adjust necessary adjustments and you keep going. And so that's what we're going to talk about today here on Let's Chat. Now, our first fabulous guest is Andrea. And now, y'all, okay, so my cousin posted her uh, posted her book uh, on his page, and I love the cover. You know, here on Let's Chat, T and I, our book, Book Bougie. Um, <laughs> and the title of her book is Matter of the Single Heart. And she has a writing journal to go along with that book. So I'm excited to to talk about the concept of the concept of the cover, the direction of the book and why she chose to to burst that book out. It's a gorgeous cover, y'all. Gorgeous cover. Y'all know we are book bougie here on Let's Chat. And you know I posted the other day that your cover will make or break the success of your book, which is absolutely true. Um and so you got to be mindful of that. You know, I always ask people, what is the vision for your book? Where do you see yourself going? How far do you see your book going? Because if you just see it going as far as Facebook, then that's all it's going to do. If you just see it going as far as Amazon, that's all it's going to do. You know what I'm saying? If you don't picture your book anywhere outside of social media, then it's not going to get there. So you got to be able to visualize your book in, in multiple areas. You have to be able to visualize your book on a bookshelf. That means when you're creating your cover, you think of that in mind. If this cover is is if this is a cover of a book on a bookshelf, what's going to be needed to make my cover pop out? You know what I'm saying? So you have to look at the colors that you're using, the font that you're using, um, your name, how that looks, the color that your name is in. Does it blend with the background of the the cover picture? You know what I'm saying? And so you have to think about all of that because you really, when you're writing a book, you should be thinking about marketing of that book. When you're creating your cover, you're thinking about the marketing of that book. How is this cover going to be um, eye candy? And we always say this here on Let's Chat, that your cover is eye candy. Um, Your personality is part of the eye candy. Your title is part of the eye candy. The way your name sits on the book, that's eye candy. That's the thing that catches the reader's eye and pulls them into the book, you know. And so you have to make sure those things are on point. But we're going to talk a lot about that when Cyrus comes in here. We get excited when Cyrus comes into the chat room because we just get to talk to him about so many different um, things in literature, and it's just exciting and fun. So I'm going to take a little break. We're going to hit you with some uh, Dennis Fur, and we will be back.
All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are back. We are back. Welcome to Let's Chat. Y'all know what we do here in our chat room. We love to celebrate literature and arts the royal way. We love our listeners and our guests to be able to to mix and mingle, hunty, in a, a really intimate environment, and it talks just about life, literature, and everything in between. And so we have our first fabulous guest, Andrea Edmonds. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. We welcome you. Now, I was telling everybody in the beginning of the show that my cousin had posted your cover. And um, I was telling them, see, we're book bougie here on Let's Chat, and so we we really, really believe that the cover can make or break um, the success of a book. And that cover you have is absolutely on point and fabulous. Thank you so much. (laughs) You are more than welcome. Before we get into that, we want to tell everybody about your literary journey um, and a little bit about your book. Okay, well, um, I've been writing forever, uh, but I do have a background in journalism. Uh, I attended Alabama State University, and I actually studied journalism, so I've always had uh, that passion for writing. So I decided uh, this year to venture off and write my very first book. Um, It is called Matters of a Single Heart, and um, the book is really a motivational guide or more so an empowerment tool. Um, And I'm addressing a lot of underlying issues that hinder women from having healthy relationships um, and essentially finding true love. So I'm tackling a lot of those hard areas, uh, talking about rejection, talking about um, toxic relationships, and the importance of forgiveness. Oh, okay. You stepping on some toes. Yes, yes. (laughs) Now, what made you want to sit down and write this book? Well, from personal experience, I felt that, um, you know, as a currently single woman, that there was so much that I myself had to heal from in order to have a healthy relationship. And I knew that if I was experiencing these issues, I knew that it was other women who may be going through similar things but don't have the strategies to necessarily get over, um, you know, being a part of a a toxic relationship and then learning how to get out. So as I was writing, I drew from my own personal experiences and, you know, I talk about the spiritual journey I went on to heal myself. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was, it was time. It was time to write. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And we talk about this all the time here on Let's Chat. Um, I love to hear uh, Torrey Roberts. He always says that, um, there are actually five steps um, that you should take before you even get into a relationship, right? And he always says we get stuck at chemistry. And the thing about chemistry is you can go out and you can have chemistry with 15 different people in one day. Y'all got chemistry. Oh, my God, they're great. But the thing is that uh, a lot of times we're attracted to each other's brokenness. Yes. And that is another thing that hinders healthy relationships because we get into these relationships and we're broken, the guy is broken, like, mm-hmm. and so your brokenness is what really attracts, that energy attracts people in. And you do have some yeah. guys that are really just attracted to broken women because they feel that they uh-huh. want to fix and heal them. And you have, because women are nurturers, 
You know, you have right. those women that, you know, most of the time we are attracted to broken men because we want to heal and nurture them. And the thing is that healing and happiness always starts on the inside. I'm so yep. glad that you wrote this book. Now, what made you want to put a journal with it? Well, I believe in the power of words. I, man, words are so powerful, not just when we speak them verbally, but even writing them out and um, declaring a vision. And I had a vision to to be healthy emotionally, and I know that writing was a huge component for me. So I thought, okay, the women are going to read this book, um, and I want to encourage them not to just take notes, but to also get into the habit of journaling and expressing themselves, even if they don't have the word verbally, but getting into the habit of journaling and and really seeing, um, you know, that manifestation of healing through their words on paper. So I had to partner with the journal because I felt it was going to be the most impactful Absolutely, absolutely. And what has been the um, what have the readers been saying about your book? What what how has it been welcomed? You know what? I keep hearing the word relatable um, mm. from almost every woman that has read the book. Um, they're saying, you know what? This used to be me, or currently are going through some of the things I experienced, mm-hmm. and that's what's most important. I was so concerned that. You know, I wanted someone to not just be healed from the book, but to really be able to relate and say, you know what, this is me. And if she mm-hmm. was able to overcome this, then so can I. Absolutely. So the relatability factor, yeah. And that's so true, you know, and that's part of the thing that draws us in is being able to relate to when things happen. I know that as an author, um, and you've probably experienced this, it's your mindset. Once your mindset has changed, and that means that your mind has evolved into something totally different. It's The thought process is different. It looks at things differently. And so it's hard to go backwards and do yes. things that you used to do because those mm-hmm. things are no longer part of your mindset. But when you're in those things, those are those times where you just think, oh, my God, I'm never going to get through this or I'm never going to get over him or, you know, I'm yes. never going to get get where I need to be, oh, my goodness. And, you know, there's always going to be somebody telling you that you can't do something or you shouldn't do something um, yeah. or there's going to be a situation that's going to make you feel limited. Mm-hmm. What What are some jewels you can drop on, on, on some of us ladies when we get into that, that, that we're really in our head, when we get into that part of the process? Um, I think for me it's having a spiritual uh, a spiritual blueprint, um, whether you're Christian, whether you um, are Buddhist, but have, believing in a higher power. Um, I would say that that was very um, influential in helping me get over is knowing that there was someone um, way above me who could help me with what I was trying to overcome because I couldn't do it on my own. I had tried, um, <laughs> tried and tried. <laughs> and, you know, it got to a point where I said, okay, um, this is beyond me, and I need to reconnect with God. I need to, you know, strengthen my relationship with him in order for me to get over this hurdle. So for any woman who may be kind of stuck in that mindset that they cannot overcome, I would I would suggest using the strategy of finding a higher power, whomever that may be. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad that you said that, though. I was just saying this the other day. You know how you got sometimes people, they read horoscopes, 
Um, yes. Or they have a those uh, if they got an advisor who reads the stars and the moons and yeah. whatever else they're reading, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then you have just the world itself. Even if you look at the stock market, the world is always all over the place. It's the yeah. society is emotional, um, and even if you just read the horoscope, you're going to be all over the place. I just was saying you have to believe in something yeah. um, to keep you centered in this world. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you will always, you will never have emotional peace. You will never have right. that internal peace. And internal mm-hmm. peace is that peace where no, even if you're in chaos, you still have peace. you got to have peace at all times. Um, and it's very, very important. So I'm glad that you you believe that that is a necessity. You have to have that spiritual grounding to be able yes. to to just kind of hold things together um, when there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Now, when you sat down to write this book, I know you said it was about personal experiences, but what was that writing process like for you? Oh, man, I just shared with someone recently that I went back and read uh, chapter two of my book, and it talks about uh, battling rejection. And there were so many emotions because I thought, man, like, I remember going through that. So when I was writing the book, I had to relive a lot of those moments. Um, Even though some were, you know, five and six years prior, it was kind of like purging for me um, and therapeutic also. So I had to... (laughs) Um, I had to step aside from, you know, me just being a journalist and me writing, but I had to also say, okay, now it's time to relive exactly what you went through. And I just, I just poured myself into the book wholeheartedly. So it was a rough process, but it was also therapeutic for me. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love it. Now, when you were going through your process, and and, and and writing it became therapeutic. Were there any parts of the book that you found difficult to write? I'm sorry, what was that? Were there ever parts of the book that you found it difficult to write? Like you got to a certain part of the book and you were like, mm, you, had, you, you found like a spot that hadn't really healed up well. And so when you had to write on it, did you ever have any difficult points in the book where it was like difficult to write? Yes. I think the most difficult part was addressing some of the past issues I had with my mom. Um, Even though we are in a totally different space, there was still some uncertainty because I have not really shared that part with many people um, outside of my family. So I was almost paranoid. I'm like, man, I'm sharing such a very, you know, important part of my childhood um, with the world, essentially, with people whom I don't know, and you know, talking about the domestic violence that I witnessed in my in my upbringing was very, very rough. Um, only because I was so afraid of you know being judged and people you know not really understanding. Because for those who have never experienced uh, that type of traumatic childhood, I should say, it's kind of hard to relate to. So that probably was the hardest part for me is addressing the childhood issues. Wow, that was a good one. And yeah. now I have a question. So when you were going through things, did you keep a journal? Did I keep a journal? Mm-hmm. Uh, not always. I had got to a point where I was so discouraged from writing 
um, because I just didn't see myself coming out of those situations. So mm-hmm. although I've always loved to write, but during those times, no, I didn't. I didn't keep a journal. I just was like, well, hopefully this will pass over. <laughs> um, so no, during the process of going through those crazy experiences, I did not journal. I didn't. Wow. And so who in your world or who that in your life was the most supportive of you um, just taking on this this process of writing? Oh, man, you know what? I've been blessed in, in so many crazy ways to come across women and even uh, some male peers of mine who have really encouraged me uh, to get through the book. Um, I don't want to give myself too much credit, but even women whom I've met just this year, because I started writing the book in April of this year, so it hasn't been <laughs> hasn't been that long. Um, and also my sisters, um, you know, my family was very supportive. They, you know, probably didn't quite understand why, but once the book was released, they, they understood exactly why it was so important to release it. But I really have some close friends who understand my journey and who encourage me to get through it because, there were times when I was um, unsure if I could complete an entire book, and they continued to pour into me, continued to pray for me, and I'm forever grateful for that. Absolutely. Now, now tell us a little bit about your creative process, um, because writing a book is so different from journalism. Yes. <laughs> it, it's a whole, it's a whole another thing got, you got going on there. So what was your creative process like? Um, what are some of the quirky things that you had you did when you wrote or some of the, the uh, things that you had to eat or have around you to get you through this process? I listened to jazz music, for one, um, just the instrumental. For some reason, the saxophone was very um, soothing for me, and it always kind of helped me trigger some of those creative juices. Um, I would go to the library because I found it difficult to write in the daytime. So I would either go to the library or I would pull, like, these all-nighters where, like, my prime time to write was, like, 1 in the morning. And it just seemed, (laughs) for me, it was finding the right time. Um, And that may vary depending on the type of writer, but I had to be in this very – um, this zone. I had to really be in the zone to write. I had to clear my mind. I had no TV on. No cell phone. I just really dedicated um, dedicated myself to being in an environment that prompted me to be creative. Absolutely. Yeah. I can feel you on that. I really can need to do certain things, you know. And you notice that when you're focused, you get the, you got to snack on something. Yeah, when, when you focus, <laughs> you got to snack on something when you focus. It's like you you got to have something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the crunchy. I don't know if it's the taste. But you, it's just like you got to have something when you're focused to, to when you're just in that zone. And so, yes, I agree that music is one of those things that really helps you through. Mm-hmm. Now, What, tell us about the whole process of putting the book out. Um, you know, I was talking in the beginning of the show about when you think of your cover, you have to think of marketing. When you're writing your book, you have to think of marketing that book. You have to think about how far do you want this book to go. 
And I always say, you know, if you wanted to just go on social media, then that's how far is this going to go. Tell us a time when things didn't look like they were going to go the way you wanted when you were trying to get this project going. Okay, I'll start by saying that I had no idea how to publish. The writing part for me was probably the easiest. Um, So once my manuscript was done, I thought, what do I do now? (laughs) How do I, you know, how do I go about formatting it? And these are things that, because I'm not a tech-savvy person at all. So when it came to that, um, I didn't really know where to start. I had to really um, research. I did so much research, and I wanted the book to, as you mentioned, I didn't want the book to just simply be on Amazon or simply just be, um, something I post about weekly because um, it wasn't my goal to pressure anybody to buy the book. Um, mm-hmm. I believed I believed in my content. I really did. I knew that even if one person um, was helped from the book, I was almost certain of that part. Now, the publishing, that was out of my realm. <laughs> so um, after researching and really figuring out what I want my cover to look like, I went to Barnes and Noble, and what I did was I took pictures of different books within my genre. So I looked mm-hmm. at a lot of self-help books, and I thought, okay, my book cover should look like this. My back cover should look like, you know, X, Y, Z. So I, um, I had to have some sort of blueprint. So for me, it was going into Barnes and Nobles, and I they probably got tired of seeing my face because I was in there literally just taking pictures of books. <laughs> and they probably thought, this woman is crazy. So I will go in Barnes and Nobles, take pictures. Um, I started researching also different color schemes. In. I knew I was going to release my book on my birthday, which is September 8th. Um, so I thought of fall colors, and I thought, okay. And that's why I came up with red. Um, it's a powerful color. It's perfect for the fall. So, you know what, I just had to research. I'm not going to sit here and say I had it all figured out, uh, but God was gracious enough to really, really bless me with an amazing graphic artist, and it just all came together. You know what, that is so funny because I like the smell of new books, but I always go and look at the font and the yeah. formatting <laughs> of books that are um, best New York Times bestsellers or, you know, the Simon & Schuster mm-hmm. type books. I always look at the formatting in those books because I'm like, okay, so how are they doing? What are they doing? What does it look like? Then sometimes you open the book and you're like, mm, who is this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, man, you need the inspiration. You have to draw from somewhere. Absolutely. That was a good idea, though, to go in there and take pictures of other people's books because you're like, mm-hmm. I see my book up here on this shelf, so I need to know what it needs to look like so it could blend right on in. Absolutely. I oh, love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now, what was the hardest part about uh, writing your book and um, being able to, because, you know, once you write it, we already know, like you said, that was the easy part. But mm-hmm. you have to sell yourself and the book after that. So what was the hardest part in that process of being able to write it, um, talk about it, and and draw other people into it, especially people that didn't really know you? Mm-hmm. Well, the marketing was difficult for me, but I knew that I had to step out of, like, my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I, I hosted a book signing, and I went all out for the book signing because that I knew was going to be like my first marketing tool once the mm-hmm. book was, was written. 
So I had a book signing, and I got everything customized, everything customized to fit the theme of my book. So I had, you know, heart cookies. I had, um, you know, I got customized bookmarks and tablecloths and banners. And, you know, I really wanted it to be a really, a really big event. And I had so many people come out, people who I've never even met, um, come out to the book signing. Um, you know, I had someone create me an amazing flyer. And I just started to really get comfortable with the fact that this was my book, and <laughs> I had to get comfortable with talking about it, even though it made me very nervous because that, you know, I don't like to be in the in the center of attention. So I was like, I have to keep talking about this book. I just want to post it. That's it. Um, so I had to get very comfortable with meeting people. Um, right. And when I meet people now, um, just engaging in basic conversation, I'll always say, you know, hey, I'm a published author. Um, I have, you know, cards, I have business cards, and just really getting comfortable with owning who I am, which is a now published author. So it kind of helped me drive the book. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad that you said that. You know, somebody needs to hear that. That was a word for somebody. That was a word somebody needs to hear that. <laughs> they right now, they sitting at home, they're like, oh, my God. I got, you know, they're not going to events, they're not doing no book events, they're not even doing their very own book signing. They just, they're they're scared and fearful and they're holding on to the book. And, yes. you know, you got to step, like you said, step out and let it go. That was a word for somebody. One of y'all needed to hear that there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, you went through the publishing process. You didn't really know much about it. You kind of bumped around in the dark, but now that you know a little bit, what are um, maybe four jewels that you can drop on someone that's thinking about self-publishing their book? Um, what are some of the little jewels you can drop on them, things that you have learned to help them through their process? I would say that you are your biggest investor. Probably one of the things I learned is that um, – and I know we all have different financial circumstances, but you really have to invest in a good product. Um, it's mm-hmm. the same thing when you go to a, a clothing store. If you want quality clothes, you do have to look for certain types of fabrics, certain types of brands, and X, Y, Z. So for me, um, one thing I would say is to make sure that you, um, even if it means saving up, um, but you make sure that you're able to properly invest in your book because the last thing you want to do is put out something with a basic cover um, and people are not gravitating towards your book. And the content may be amazing, but we live in a society that we want to see what's on the outside first. (laughs) So um, investing in a very good graphic artist, someone who um, you have a connection with that will understand your vision. Um, I would, too, suggest getting with an editor, and this is where I think I would go back and do it differently. I trusted my editor, my first editor. I didn't go back and look for a mistake because I felt like, oh, this person is professional. You know, there will not be any mistakes. But once the book was already printed, I found a few mistakes in the book. So I would say um, setting time aside to also go over, thoroughly read your book, um, you know, line by line, (laughs) just to make sure there are not any grammatical errors. what other gems can I draw? Man, I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, just be confident. You know, know your products. Know what message you want to relate to your audience and pick a demographic. For mo- That's most important, pick a demographic. Um, 
I knew I wanted to talk to women, especially broken women. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, always have a demographic in mind as well. Absolutely. I love it. Now, because, I, you know, we have to, I have to stalk people when they come on the show. I want to shout my cousin out. I want to shout my cousin out for him posting your book um, because it was really a blessing. I'm glad that he, he posted that and I was able to share that. Now, you're a licensed school counselor. Um, yes. And, and you ha- you like to love on underprivileged youth. Um, mm-hmm. and, you, and you do motivational speaking. How do you, I have two questions. How do you use your books to help you in that process, um, to help them when, when because they're kids, and a lot of times they, they say they're grown, but their they mindset um, and their age are not necessarily the same. And especially mm-hmm. girls, it gets so emotional. How, how do you use that um, to be able to help them? And do you see yourself writing a book for you. Um, I'll answer the first question. Um, as far as how do I use my book, um, I don't necessarily use the book, but I do use the, the art, I should say, of providing kids with strategies, um, especially if they're coming from broken homes. They do not know how to problem solve, and they struggle with basic things that we think they understand. Mm-hmm. Um, just to give a quick example, um, my administrator was concerned about a student who does not he doesn't have any manners, for lack of a better, better word. And I said, well, maybe the, the household in which he was brought up, it's okay to interrupt when someone's talking. It's okay to walk up and take someone's food. So mm. instead of, you know, reprimanding the student, let's give him the strategy. You know, and so I pulled him to the side and said, hey, you know what, if someone's eating something that you want, it's okay to ask them and say, hey, do you mind if I have a piece of that? They say, no, you keep on going about your business. But I think we have to learn um, not to be so quick to reprimand, especially our African-American boys and girls, not be so quick to reprimand them for what they do not know, but rather teach them. So uh-huh. that's, that's kind of how I use my book. Um, and I forgot the second, question. <laughs> what was the second question. Do you see yourself writing a book for youth, just really geared towards them? Um, eventually, yes, absolutely, because I love children. I love um, especially the ones who are um, underserved and under-recognized. So I definitely see myself writing a book for you. I love it. I love it. Now, we always like to do something fun here on Let's Chat. We, we love to be able to show all the facets of our um, guests that come on. Because a lot of times, you know, as we talked earlier, when you have a book, you have to not only sell that book, but you have to sell yourself. And until that book gains legs, you are literally your book's word of mouth and legs to move around. Mm-hmm. And yes. so we do like to be able just to show all the little sides of the guests that come on. But the first question I want to ask you, our topic today is things happen, and you have to move accordingly. Let's talk a little okay. bit about that because you talked about um, being able to produce a motivational guide, you know, mm-hmm. things that hindered you from w- hindered women from having healthy relationships. And uh, you talked about your personal experiences, you know, those mm-hmm. relationship roadblocks. When those things come up, um, talk a little about bit about being able to move accordingly. I know you said making sure that you have uh, something as far as a faith to believe in. But what are mm-hmm. some of the other things that you really, really think people 
um, would benefit from when, you know, things just happen. Sometimes it's, you know, somebody telling you you can't do it or you shouldn't do it. And it, it could be a situation that makes mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, God. You know what I'm saying? And we get those moments a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've actually recently, um, in this past year, adopted a mindset that I can only control what I can control. Ooh. So if it's something that is out of my my control, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, then I'm okay with letting it go. Um, I find myself having so much peace when I'm not trying to control the reaction of someone. I can't control how someone's going to perceive me or, you know, sometimes we will work ourselves into a frenzy by trying to control things that we physically cannot go and touch and change. Mm. <laughs> so. Um, my mindset now is I, I use that silly analogy. I'm like, can I physically go and change this person? Can I physically go and change and go inside this person's mind and shake up their brain? And if the answer is no, I'm learning to take it to God and just wash my hands with it. Mm. Um, and I find myself having so much peace when I do that. Mm. Wow. Hi, guys. This is Tony. Hi, Andrea. <laughs> Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm well. I just want to say, um, first of all, I I apologize. I had to work late tonight, so I'm just getting into the studio. But what you just shared is something that I myself live by on a daily. I try not to let the things that I can't control control me, and I don't let it stress me. And one of my uh, colleagues tonight just said she is always peaceful. I said because I don't let things bother me. And once you let that go, you let a so much stress and you're able to focus on you and yours and not worry about the next situation or the next piece of drama or the or the next crisis and it's Mm -hmm. interesting the way you know you put it and it's just something to to live by and unfortunately a lot of people don't or don't know how you know because some people don't know how to let things go Mm -hmm. so i'm glad you said that yes absolutely i agree yeah, I find myself sometimes saying, I'm just not here for that. You know, like, that's yeah. not what I'm here for. I'm not, yeah. I mean, it's like, I'm not trying mm-hmm. to be, like, standoffish or funny. I'm like, well, I'm just not here for that. <laughs> that's just, it's just not my yeah. ministry at this point in time. I can't. I mean, yeah. I can't. I cannot right now, unfortunately, and yeah. like that. <laughs> and I, I, that's so funny because I use that, too. I say, you know what, that's not my ministry. <laughs> exactly. So, I move on. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Absolutely. And so we like to do fun things here on the show. And T, normally she comes up with the fun questions. But because she was running a little late, I don't want her to feel flustered unless you got a question. I do have something just from focusing on what she shared. I kind of got a feel for her. (laughs) But my question, it's a little different. And I'm going to focus on your last part of your interview. You're having a a sit-down dinner, and you're able to invite – mothers and their child, whether it's a young girl or a young boy, that has gone through certain things similar to what you portray in your book. But if you can have three guests, three powerful guests, come and share their their journey and let them know that there is love outside of hurt, who would those three uh, guests be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would definitely invite Oprah Winfrey. Um, if you guys know her story, you know that she comes from a very abusive childhood. And for her to make mm-hmm. it out to where she is now, um, man, that's a testimony in itself. But definitely Oprah Winfrey. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would have Barack Obama um, because oh. he's broken barriers that many people have not been able to break. Um, mm-hmm. And the third person, I would have my aunt um, who passed away um, because mm-hmm. she was uh, a mother figure to me, and she provided me with so much wisdom that that's invaluable. So I would have her as well. Oh, nice choices. That was good. Yes. Yes. We appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. On your way out of the chat room doors, we want you to shout out all of your social media where everybody can get your books, your website, as well as any book signings you have coming up. All right. So my website is www.andreaedmond.com. You can purchase the book there. It's also now available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle, so I'm excited about that. Um, you can find me on Facebook as Andrea Edmond and on Instagram as Miss Andrea Edmond. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Andrea. We so appreciate you and sharing your journey and just sharing yourself with us this evening. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I enjoyed you, ladies. <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Lisa, I know I came in on, on the end, but I loved what she well, shared that with good. Well, that mm-hmm. was good. We got to get her back when we do our relationship show. You know, we're going to do a relationship show um, that that's in my mind. I think probably around Valentine's Day. I got to see mm-hmm. uh, one of our guests we're going to have next month on for our um, Second Chance uh, Sec Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna ha- I'll see if we can have him and his wife come back. You remember Mr. and Mrs. Brown? Oh yes, how can yes. you forget them? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so yeah, I'm I'm just putting that in my head on how to put it okay. together because I like to put you know guests in. I like to stir it up a little bit, talk about a few little things, and so I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. That's in my mind. <laughs> well, so y'all like know that. when Lisa gets something in her mind, it usually comes to fruition. <laughs> I'll be trying to figure it out. I'll be trying to figure it out. Welcome to Let's Chat. You know, I'm Miss Felicia. You know, I got my right hand, and most of the time, she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk today about things happen. You got to move accordingly. We had our fabulous interview with author Andrea Edmond. If you're just tuning in and you missed that interview, no worries. Just head over to our archives here on blogtalk.com. You can listen to it there. You can also catch us on iTunes and actually any podcast app because we go where you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's our right. Our next fabulous guest, we love, love, love this man. We love it mm-hmm. when he comes into the chat room. We love when he's able to make time for us because he'd be so busy, but we love when he comes in here. He got his own little seat. We got his seat and everything all decorated because we knew he was coming. Welcome, Cyrus. <laughs> Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me back. Really appreciate it. Hey, Cyrus, you know you are always welcome here, and we are so happy to have you this evening. You got your special seat already? <laughs> I, I, I appreciate I appreciate the seat. I do. <laughs> Okay, Sai, you got to let us know what, you. first of all, y'all, he's an author, so we got to know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen over there. You know, we still wait oh, on our candles. Boy. Did you get your candle tea? Yeah, I ain't get my candle nah. either. Uh, we still <laughs> waiting. Look, you know what? I'm glad y'all mentioned that. That's right. Hold me accountable. <laughs> Hey, hey, hold me accountable, but also send me a message on Instagram so I can remember. 
a lot of this still blows my mind, to be quite honest with you. You know, because I t- still, you know, say my same story. I'm just this country boy from Mississippi, you know, who mm-hmm. who began this journey and not knowing where it was going to lead, mm-hmm. uh, but just knowing this was the path I was supposed to be on and that what was going to happen was going to happen if I did my part. And, you know, the things that have happened, again, since the last time I've even spoken with you guys, I mean, it's just been really remarkable. I mean, I have to put out a big shout-out to Amazon, who has been a major supporter. And I don't think people really, and I hope, you know, people will going into next year as they move into other platforms, that people realize the power that Amazon has right now, not only for books, which I know you guys spend a lot of time talking about, not even for reviewers mm-hmm. like myself, but just in the in the market in general. If you really pay attention to what Amazon is doing, they're really becoming a part of our lives in so many ways. You know, Jay, just mm-hmm. not as a, you know, as a, advertisement for them but you know they just launched amazon fresh where they're pushing now food um especially mm-hmm. since their their purchase of whole foods um they really are trying to provide things for the household that are more eco-friendly and so it, it's really interesting for me to be a part of a brand like that who is looking for ways to not only make shopping accessible but also make life better and i think that's been the great thing and with them adding so many jobs lately that's good for the economy too. So I mean, so that's been a really cool thing. My manager's daughter actually just got hired by Amazon. Um, actually, um, she's in the Carolinas. They have a you know a, an office there. So I mean, it's been really cool for me to to be a part of that, and that really has helped me honestly in reaching a lot of what I've done now because a lot of these brands like Perry Ellis, of course, they discovered me through Amazon. You know, you brands like Uber discovered me through you know, what I'm doing with Amazon, and even to go back to the radio show. Some of my biggest guests lately have been connected to me through Amazon because Bill Duke, I'll take him for an example. His folks, of course, his new book is getting ready to come out. They were looking for top reviewers uh, to, to you know, to have reviewed the book before it's released. They found me and then saw my profile. I had a radio show, and that's how I got the radio interview with him. So, I mean, so, you know, th- yeah, so those connections I think are so important. So that's really been the big thing for me, really embracing that, because that's not an easy thing for me, um, embracing mm-hmm. that and, and to be able to use it in a way that I can give my audience, again, some real value. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You know, this is Tony um, Cyrus. Um, hey, Tony, Tony congratulations to you. I've been keeping up with you, too. Another big <laughs> year for the two of you. Thank you so much. You yeah. still keeping up with us, little people? Oh, please. Come on now. Look, I am 5'6". I am the little people. <laughs> but thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. But back to Amazon, you know, they just opened up a new distribution. Because, uh, you know, I'm in the New York area. So they just right. opened up a distribution up in Queens for their instant, you know, they, where they could just instantly get product to you. And right. a lot of people are applying to those jobs that I know personally. And, and actually, the, the minimum wage is going up next week, I think, to $15. $15, so they all trying to make a, exactly, yeah. They, November 1st. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are trying to make an impact in different communities as well as, you know, provide jobs, which is so needed. Right. I totally agree. Absolutely. So – with you taking conversation live on the road and you you have your your books that you write you right. have uh your radio show 
how do you balance everything? How do how do you keep everything balanced and still have Cyrus's world to himself? You know, now this is going to be the controversial part. Um, I made a decision ten years ago um, that I was going to devote anything and everything to what I did. Um, mm-hmm. Outside of my grandmother, which unfortunately I lost my grandmother in 2014. And, you know, I'll say to you all what she said to me the day before she died, and that was I was a primary caregiver. And I was doing very little traveling, if you remember, even, you know, before 2014. I rarely did any traveling because, you know, I, I again, you know, took care of her, was doing her dialysis trips every week and, you know, doctor's appointments, cooking for her three times a day. Um, so that was my, you know, I did my business. I did the radio show and stuff, but she was my, that was my girl. Uh, but uh-huh. the day before she died, she told me, you know, you need to go and live your life. You know, you've given me as much as you can give me. You need to go and live your life. And so that, to me, her giving me that permission probably uh-huh. helped me probably get over that a little bit easier, losing her, um, uh-huh. because I knew I had done everything I could for her. I, and I knew that there was no other person I wanted in my life that I was going uh-huh. to put in a position where I wouldn't do something because of them. Uh-huh. So that meant relationships was going to be a no, um, because uh-huh. I realized how selfish I was when it came to my work at that point. And so Mm -hmm. I said, you know what, the way I'm going to be able to do this and keep my peace of mind is to just focus on that, focus on me, Mm -hmm. and everything else has to take a back seat. So that's how I've been able to do it. I mean, you know, I'm I'm happily single, and that has been a really good thing for me because I don't have to say, honey, I have to go, you know, I have to go to this trip, or I'm going to be late, or I may not be home, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and not have to worry about the where are you? Who are you with? And who is that person you in a picture with? You know, those, those, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I had gotten some of that. But anyway, so, so, and I'm like, that's work. Oh, that don't look like work. <laughs> that's so, so true, Cyrus. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so that, so this is, this is why I've been able to do the balance because I now realize, you know, and not, hey, if you can do what I do and have a relationship, more power to you. Some people can do it. But I realized that for me to do it to the level that I'm doing it right now, it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But what I'm mm-hmm. doing for me right now works. And that's why I tell people everyone's journey is different. Um, you know, my days start at 3.30 a.m., seven days a week. Um, mm-hmm. They normally wrap up at 9 p.m., seven days a week. You know, mm-hmm. that's a very intense schedule. It and is. so um, I, you know, it takes a special person to be able to deal with that. Fortunately for me, I'm not trying to find someone to deal with to deal with that because when you know, it's time. yeah, you know. And so yeah, so I'm good. I mean, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm definitely not lonely. Like I said, I talk to you know dozens of people a week. You know, the radio show and in <laughs> events and like oh, like you know, I get my people time. But um, mm-hmm. how I make that Cyrus time is when I come home, close the door. And those seven hours before my next day starts, that's my time. 
Mm. Oh, you get seven That's hours. Powerful. Look, look, I'm, I'm not going to say right. You get a whole seven hours. We, we got to find that secret, Lise. We got to right, find that right. secret, girl. Hey, hey, hey look, now, now I, should, I should put an asterisk there. They're not seven all at one time. Now. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Let's clarify that. That, 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 works, yeah. that works. Yeah, there is an asterisk there. I get, what I do, I will tell you the secret for me that helps. Because I do three radio shows a day. So what uh-huh. helps for me is after my midday show, I normally schedule a 45-minute nap. And so oh, I wow. get that in. And so and it works. You know, it works for me. Again, that's, that's what works for me. I get that nap. Okay. I'm good. So when I do my next show at 530 and I do a news program now, I've been doing that now for three years here in Mississippi. So, you know, then, like I said, in the night, I get my six hours, you know, that night, and I'm ready for the next day. Mm. We love that's, it. That's that's intense. I love it. Well, we are looking to expand. Let's chat. We we we're we're our goal is to make it more mobile, where we can be on the go. So we're gonna we're gonna pick your brain sometimes. Okay, um, you do it anytime on different things. Yes, <laughs> anytime. We, it's a, little, a lot of little things we want to do, like in like just mics. <laughs> yeah. Just finding a mic that we can use when we are. That's not uh, limiting uh, limiting us to just wireless. Yeah, we need to be wireless. We need to be able to move around. So we're gonna be Winbridge. Winbridge is the brand, and I'm not just just saying it because I'm a spokesperson. But <laughs> Winbridge, <laughs> and they're on sale right now on Amazon. I should throw that out there too. And they come with a headset. Really, twenty nine bucks. Um, oh. really, really works well. You can actually clip the speaker to your belt, or you can sit mm-hmm. it on the table. Gives really good sound. Covers a really nice room. I use it when I go out to speak. Uh, but yeah, Winbridge. Check out Winbridge. I mean, those are some great wireless uh, microphone and headsets. And we use those with our phones. You can use it with your oh. phone too. Okay. Yeah. We gotta check into that, Lise. We're gonna check into that. We're gonna check into that. Because Lisa like, and I have such a cachet of different mics that we have tried to, yes. to uh, do this. <laughs> Every yeah. time Lisa's like, now, T, you have to go get this one. And, of course, I go get it. And then uh, we still have them in the box. <laughs> hey, it, it's not, you know, you know what, it's not easy. But, you know, what I, I want to commend the two of you, and this is me deflecting as I typically do, but uh, I, I have to commend the two of you because not only do I love the chemistry the two of you have together, I love the fact that you all can support each other in your individual oh. endeavors, and that's special. Mm-hmm. That's that that's that Gail and Oprah stuff, you know, that more people oh. need to be able to copy um, because mm-hmm. I think there's so many people that are giving people the side eye when someone is – doing something else or, you know, or not, you know, kind of all in on one thing. But I think the fact that you all mm-hmm. can do your own individual projects and then come together, that's why you guys are so powerful. So I want to say congratulations to the two of you. Wow. Thank you. We received that coming from you. That That's special. And we support each other mindlessly. It comes Absolutely. through. I mean, you can tell. I mean, you, really? you can definitely tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Thank I'm you. Like, I'm like – she does the, she does the editing. You know, she's the editor, so she she does a lot. And I'm always like hyping that up. I'm like, y'all, she hardcore. I'm just saying because she is. I use her right. as an editor. You know, and I always encourage other people to use her as an editor. And and I that's just part of what we've always done. I think we've always been supportive like that. Good. Mhm. We have. Yeah. 
and we grab stuff and we support others, you know, and they, right. people don't even, we don't even know them, but we know of them and we just support. We always sharing and supporting you as, as well. Well, and I appreciate that. And, and you know, I think that's why, that's why you'll continue to win. I really believe that's one of the reasons why conversations, because you, you both know there have been many who have come and gone since we've been on the air, right? I mean, oh, so, yes. you know, there's a reason why we're still here. And and mm-hmm. I think more people need to study that and support that rather than try mm-hmm. to come against it. Um, because, you know, one thing I have realized is that, you know, when you have realized that what you're doing is bigger than you, that people mm-hmm. can do whatever they want to do. You're not going anywhere. And and, right. and I think that's the big thing for me. I mean, I didn't know, again, where this show would go or who I would end up talking to or whatever, but I knew that mm-hmm. I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, and I was dedicated to that, and my motive was good, and I think that is what has really helped me. Mm. Wow. Now, Cyrus, this is Tony, you know, and I, I want to go back to uh, to your beginning uh, 15 okay. years ago. Yeah. Now, do, do you feel that, have you ever felt that through those 15 years and all the various and myriad uh, endeavors that you have come across, including Amazon, Mm-hmm. conversation live and everything, do you ever feel like, why am I still doing this, or, or is this too much, or, or should I be going in another direction? Do you ever feel those those types of things? The honest answer? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> what, am I doing too the, much? <laughs> you know what? The honest answer is no. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the funny thing is, when conversations started 15 years 15 years ago, I was afraid of it mm-hmm. because really? I knew if I did it, that God was going to bless it. And mm. I, and I didn't feel at the mm. time I was ready for the blessing. Um, mm-hmm. So I held back a lot in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized that it wasn't going to be up to me. I'm not the one that makes it grow. He's going to make it grow mm-hmm. anyway. And when I that's embraced right. that, that's when the flow just really took off. So no, I never felt like I was take you know doing too much. Um, mm-hmm. Everything that I do at this point feels right, you know. It just feels right, and and mm. it's so different, you know. Like I still do my artwork, I still do poetry, I host poetry, and, I, and people don't see that as much on Facebook. But so my offline mm-hmm. life still continues um, to go on. But no, I, I haven't. I've never honestly felt that. Never felt that I was doing too much, or even felt overwhelmed by it. The only thing mm-hmm. I felt overwhelmed by is the grace and God's God's blessings that he had bestowed on me. That, to me, still is hard for me to sit with where mm-hmm. I've been able to go and the things that are coming my way. Because 2019 is going to mm-hmm. be a big year. And mm-hmm. sometimes I feel unworthy of that. you know. But I think that's mm-hmm. just a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Um because I look at where I came from and thought, how in the world did I get here? Now I do have those those feelings, um, mm-hmm. but as far as thinking, you know, what am I doing? Or this is I don't know if I could do this again, or I got to do another. It I've never felt that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, um, um, Cyrus. This is Tony Gale. Sometimes people mm-hmm. tell us we sound so much alike, so we try to remember to let them know who's speaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. interesting. It is right. It's interesting that you say the grace part because it's I think it's common it's it's a natural reaction and a natural feeling to feel that you're not worthy. 
because sometimes it's like, oh, my God, this is just too good. This, it can't be for me. And it's just a natural reaction, whereas you're looking over your shoulder wondering when the other axe is going to fall because I can't be I can't be blessed this much or, or whatever. Yeah. So it's a natural reaction, yeah. and, and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting to hear you say it out loud because a lot of people fear the grace. Yeah, fear and the I, blessing, did. I did. And they try you know, to reject it. Right, and you know, and I don't know if you all, I think you do know, you know, I'm a suicide attempt survivor. And it wasn't until recently my manager asked me, you know, I never asked you, why did you try to attempt suicide? And the reason I tried to attempt suicide, not is because I was living such a bad life or things were so bad or something traumatic had happened. I didn't think I could live up to what people saw in me. Mm. And I was afraid of disappointing them. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would have been better if I wasn't here than my disappointing them. The ironic thing of that is that exactly what they saw in me is who I've become. And so mm-hmm. I think, again, that's why I say no, because I realize it's not up to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my trying to take my life was not up to me. You know, my, mm-hmm. you know, trying to say, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. No, I'm not going to be able to interview such and such or no, I mean, who am I to do whatever? That's not up to me. Right. And mm-hmm. I think once I opened up to that, that's when everything fell into place. Mm-hmm. Now, that's powerful. I I think that's a word that someone needed to hear, Leash. I Absolutely. really do. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because a lot of times, I don't know if you, if you listened to the beginning of the show, but I talked about how um, a lot of times you have people that tell you you can't do something or yeah. you shouldn't mm-hmm. do something. And not even just people telling you. Sometimes you're in your mind so much that you tell yourself this. and Or there's a situation that that situation makes you feel so limited that you can't mm-hmm. do something. It makes you feel that way. So on the inside, it's you telling yourself you can't do something or you shouldn't do something. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it was really good for you to be able to say that because somebody needed to be able to hear um, mm-hmm. that process now what are some jewels you can drop on um people that you know they're they're starting out you know they're they're trying to push through and you know things happen and sometimes you just got to move accordingly what are the jewels that you can drop on people when when those times come let me tell you one of the biggest ones that's helped me stop listening to everybody else And it goes both ways, I've learned. Stop listening to people telling you what you should be doing and also what you can't do. Because I think unless someone has been in that position, they have no clue as to what they're talking about. And this can be Mm -hmm. hard when it comes to family and friends or people that you may look to. You know, I have certain people that I follow online that, you know, I really respect them as influencers. And sometimes they'll give advice, and I'll say, well, yeah, that doesn't apply to me. And I'm able to take that part of it out and still focus on the things they say that I can use. That's what we have Mm -hmm. to learn to do more of. And I think what stops so many people, and, again, I go back to why people start a radio show in January and they're they're through in February, because they expect to become Mm -hmm. famous um, (laughs) because they're so great, or someone who (laughs) drops a book with no promotion, Mm -hmm. no marketing, and thinks because Mm -hmm. my story is so good, that people are just going to come to me. Uh, You know, you you have to be willing to say, okay, this is going to take time. Everything is not going to happen overnight. 
And mm-hmm. and if someone says to you, I told you that wasn't going to work, I've had situations in my life I look at and I think, I'm so glad it didn't happen at a certain time because, honestly, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm in a position where even though it 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 feels weird, sometimes the things that are that are coming up, and I'm going to share actually uh, with you guys, give you guys an exclusive on something that will be on my website tomorrow. But, you know, sometimes when these things happen, I think, you know what? I don't feel I don't feel worthy of it, but this is what I've worked for 15 years for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. and I think that's the thing. So people have to learn patience, but also realizing that you can't listen to every voice that's coming at you, regardless of who it's coming from. So you have mm-hmm. to be willing to listen to yourself. You know, listen to God and know that that what you are doing, you're doing for one for the right reason. Um, but also doing it for something bigger than yourself. And I think if you're able to do that, you can't help but win. Mm. Awesome. Some jewels somebody need to put in their jewelry box. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And it's some true jewels as well because I think a lot of times whether you ask in God or you're asking the universe, we tend to want things that we are not prepared for. Right. Instead of asking to be prepared for the things that we want, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. What you said was just was so powerful. On That's point. like jewel number one. It's so on point because you know you can ask for it, but if oh I want to hit the mega million, you're not even you're not prepared to handle that much money. You know what I'm saying? So right. you have to mm-hmm. have to be prepared right. to handle these things um, yeah. that you're asking for. And and not even ask to be prepared. There's a process that you have to go through, things that you yeah. have to go through for you in order to put yourself in position. Right. That's true. Mhm. That's true. And some of the things that you have to prepare for, you may not like. You don't even know that you have to go through these processes in order to reach the 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 end of your journey, or not necessarily the end, but the forefront of your journey that you're trying to get to. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do some, some fun, Cyrus, because we like people to see all facets <laughs> of our guests. We like them to be able to see their side. I think you're going to miss out on this one, but I, I'm, I'm going to do, do my best. I'm not very fun, but I'll try. I'm going to try this. <laughs> so, P, all of y'all has got something good. So I don't know if she's, but she's, I don't know. Ooh. Okay. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You got one, Leash? Oh, I don't know. Let me think. I got one, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've been trying to come up with something while we talk. See, Cyrus, all my, 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 my in the interviews come from our dialect as we go gotcha. along, but you gotcha. are so diversified and you have bring so much to the table. You done left the sister stumped. <laughs> oh, come on now. Come on. He got a creative side. He got a creative side. So we're we going to do something real fun. We, okay. Okay. We got, he is going to give you three things. Okay. And we want you to place those three things in a favorite poem that you have created. It can be something off your head right now or something okay. that you already have. You just have to take those three items and place them inside of the uh, poem. <laughs> I would say I was... you a theme, but you write poetry. You don't really write book books. 
And so I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. But I know. <laughs> I was thinking of poem. I was I was thinking of poem Avenue too, Leash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, great minds, great minds. So what you got for us? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Well, first of all, Cyrus, you know Leisha and I so appreciate you, and you are so busy, and for you to share some of your time with us here on Let's Chat, we are so thankful for that. So thank you. Well, I appreciate the invite. uh, You're so welcome. But your three things that we want you to place into a a poem, the first is going to be a red rose, and we want a little naughtiness, and we're going to get throwing some thigh boots. Red, red thigh boots, <laughs> and 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 to round it all off, we're gonna ask you to uh, also include a diamond tiara. Hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm supposed to make a poem. <laughs> hey, we normally ask people to make a scene. However, okay. okay. <laughs> Oh, you know, a scene might be easier for me, actually. All right, well, let's do okay. it, honey. Let's do it. We are ready. Okay. Look, got? I have to give a shout-out, though, because I'm not the greatest poet alive. I'm not James Gordon. All right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he would have no problem with this right now. <laughs> he would eat it up, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, oh, my goodness. This is this is crazy. But, uh, okay, I'm just going to go with it. Just going to face okay. the fear of it and do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I really have nothing, but I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, okay, so okay, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try this. Oh, see you, ladies. See, now I have to come up with something different when y'all come back on the show. Okay. Oh, we gotta hear that. Get us, please. Okay. Hey, okay. All right. Do so, okay. So here, here we go. The with the, yeah, this, with this, okay, this is not gonna be what you were expecting. Okay. Okay. But here it is. The candles were lit, flickering. The dinner was on the table, but also the bottle of cyanide. As I moved into the bedroom, I saw her, the woman who had been my wife, the mother of my two children, lying there, with a red rose between her lips, thigh-high boots on the side of the bed, and the diamond tiara that I had given her when I proposed on the nightstand. She was my princess even to the end. Oh, that was it? That's it. <laughs> we waiting for more. You got us all interested in this scene. Man, we waiting for you to take it off. That was good. <laughs> I got my popcorn midway to my mouth. I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do with the cyanide? I know. That's what I was waiting for. Where is the cyanide? I, what are you going to do with look, it? Look, I guess I was supposed to join her. I don't know. <laughs> that was good, Cyanide. I, uh, I appreciate it. That was Look, I appreciate you pushing me. See, we all we all need something to face. That was my fear for the evening. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. It was. I love that side night twist, Lee. Ooh, yeah, I got to put that like, in my pocket. Okay, she's in there with a rose, but what are you about to do with the side? <laughs> <laughs> that, that dark side coming, up, coming out. <laughs> I like it. 
So authors need to encourage people to like reviews. Authors need to be going in there and liking reviews that are that they feel like are helpful. Inviting their audience to do that too because that shows activity on that particular product and Amazon now weighs that with the ranking. So it doesn't weigh as heavily as an actual verified purchase, but it definitely weighs on where that ranking goes as far as the book is concerned. So I definitely want to make sure that people know that. As far as us as reviewers, the first thing, if you want to become a top reviewer, I didn't intend as one of those things that fill it. I didn't know I was going to become a top reviewer, but I was. I did one thing that Amazon recognizes and encourages, and that is being consistent. I post reviews mm. once a week at, at the least, sometimes three days a week, um, making sure that you are giving information that is valuable but doesn't spoil it for the person. Uh, unless you're doing a product review. You know, I do a lot of product reviews now, so, of course, they want those to be more detailed. But if you're reviewing a book, you don't want to spoil it for the person because you want them to still read <laughs> read the book. Um, uh-huh. So giving them enough information and make sure that you're doing more than, say, this book is the bomb. This book is fire. Uh-huh. That doesn't – for one thing, Amazon doesn't weigh that well because it, you're really not telling anyone anything. Um, which is why, if you've noticed, they even now have encouraged more characters in reviews um, before it even will post, because some people are just leaving, bought it, <laughs> you know, or got it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so mm-hmm. you want to be very careful with that, because you're not only, of course, helping the person you're writing the review for, you're building your own platform. So when others are looking at reviewers, you don't want them to go through reviews and just see the bomb, got you want You have to realize that you're building your profile on Amazon as well. Mm. That's a good one. That was a good one. And uh-huh. when they want to be an Amazon reviewer, so you're saying if they're just consistent in the reviews, Amazon will pick up on that. Amazon picks up on it, yes. And not only will Amazon pick up on it, they've now given companies permission to contact. That's what happened to me. I mean, when I start getting contacted, it was because of my consistency and, of course, that improved my ranking, but also Amazon saying, okay, this is a person who reviews products like this. You might, If you're looking uh-huh. for someone to write your review on this, you might want to reach out to them. Um, and it's, it's happened even to my manager now. I mean, he's getting uh, – he's also a voiceover artist in Milwaukee. Uh, he had uh-huh. a company uh, in China reach out to him because of reviews he'd done, and they now are sending him product every month to review. Wow. That's awesome. I want to review products. Look, look, I want to, I want to modify, I want to uh, monetize. <laughs> hey, you know, look, it, it, it works. You know, and again, like I said, I tell people my ignorance was served me well in that I didn't even know there was a such thing as Amazon review. I mean, I didn't know it was a thing. I just was mm-hmm. writing reviews for things that I liked. You know, that's what I was doing. And, right. You know, and the rest just came. But it goes to what we were saying earlier. I mean, if you do your part, it's going to come. Um, but again, mm-hmm. it takes patience. You know, I've been reviewing now uh, since 2010. I didn't become a top reviewer until 2014. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, so it you know, that's not a whole lot of time, but it still was you know, it took some years before it kind of right. picked off for me. I love awesome. it. Mm-hmm. Some extra jewels, extra jewels here on Let's Chat. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate. Well, Cyrus, I'm, I'm sorry, Alicia. I'm going on your site to see when you're back in New York because you know I'm in New York. Alicia's in Atlanta. I'm in Georgia. So I'm in Georgia. Yes, yeah, so you got to let me know when you'll be Hey, wait a minute. So you, you, all you, you all let me come to Atlanta and New York and didn't hit me up? We didn't know. I didn't know. 
I, I was I literally was just in Atlanta in July. I you was didn't just let in. Me know. I was just in the. It was it was all over my page. I know, I, but but you know now and, like, and actually and it's area. funny. I was actually in New York the same month. I mean, I was in New York and Atlanta in in July. So yes, yeah, so I will definitely let you know the next New York trip is coming up really soon. So I definitely keep okay. you posted on that. And well, Atlanta too. Atlanta, Atlanta's yeah. coming up in the next couple of weeks. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll message you about that. Yeah. Yeah, message oh. me and let me know, and I will come. I live in Conyers. Okay. I live outside of Atlanta, but you know it's not far. Okay. Okay. Awesome. You got it. Awesome. We appreciate you, Cyrus. And I appreciate I, you. I Keep up that. the great work, ladies. Really, I mean, oh, I applaud you. you. You know, anything I can do. Feel free to reach out anytime. You know, I not only consider you all a colleague, but also friends. So, so mm-hmm. definitely, just keep up the great work and keep you letting your light shine. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank now, you so now much. Now, when I be in your inbox, I don't want to hear Felicia. No, no, hey, no, hey, hey, Lisa. Let me tell you something. I don't mind y'all, but let me tell you the ones that get me. I have to say this because I've gotten three of these in the past month. When you know someone just wants something from you, you get that message out of the blue that says, do you still host that show? (laughs) Well, I don't know. See, see, I send people to Cyrus. Like, I do. I send people over to Cyrus. I'd be like, man, you need to contact Cyrus Rev. He got a show, but he has a radio show, and he does reviews as well. You're going to have to send him a paperback of your book. (laughs) But go see Cyrus. (laughs) I I appreciate that. I but yeah, it's it's. I mean, that's why you know I tell people at least speak first before you ask for something. Speak, you know, say hello, <laughs> how are you? How you been? You know, yeah, I got a question for you. Don't just. Do you still host that show? <laughs> oh, Cyrus, you know this. I'm sorry, this is Tony. You said you was yeah. in Atlanta. Is that where you did Travis Cure? Exactly. That's that's right. When I did it, when I did you Travis. Did you well, know, Travis Superman. is a friend to as a show. He He's our invisible show. man. Okay. <laughs> yes, he is a friend to the show. Got you. Yes. Got you. Yeah, that, that's that, that's when I did. That's when I did. Um, did him? I did Omega Keys again. Yeah, you know, she's in my new book, Power Your Life with the Positive. The filmmaker that's there, Omega Keys. Uh-huh. So she was there. Oh, um, so to David. Yeah. Wait. No. Exactly. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. David, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was trying. I was trying to get her on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So I mean, it's I, I I'll be I'm actually made two trips to Atlanta this year. I made just one to New York so far. This is my third trip to mm-hmm. Los Angeles. I'll be taking uh, in a couple of weeks too. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy year. Mhm. Okay. Well, next time you can't come here without saying that you're here. Okay. You you got it. I will let you all know personally. Okay. Definitely gonna come see you. All right, I appreciate that, ladies. Keep up the great work, and I really appreciate this opportunity. All right, Cyrus. Thank you, Thank so, you so much. much. All right. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye. I love when he comes on, Lee. I do, too. I love when he comes on. We love Cy here on, on Must Chat. Um, yes, we, we do. We appreciate everybody that comes to kick it with us every week when we come on. If you are just tuning in and you missed any of the hot interviews that we had, no worries. Just Mm-hmm. Log on to blogtalk.com. You can listen to our archives here on Blog Talk as well as iTunes and really any podcast app because we go where you go. So if you want to get in line with uh, Let's Chat, 
We are there, wherever you want us to be. We appreciate That's everybody right. that comes to kick it with us here in the chat room. And we will see y'all. Now, next month, oh, my God, next month is so hot. Uh, we don't have a show next week. Uh, we'll be back on the 8th. But on the 8th, we will have um, three fabulous guests. I'm so excited. That that whole week in general is going to be hot. Um, and everybody that's looking for our Second Chance Part 2 show, that's going to be on November the 15th. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we have a awesome, awesome lineup of authors that are going to be on um, talking about being incarcerated and life after. Um, Silk White is going to be in the building. Uh-oh. I'm excited. He's going to be in the building on the 8th. And so we love it when he comes in to uh, the chat room because uh, mm-hmm. he don't come out often. And so when I when I love that when I call him up, that he is really, 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 really um, blessing us. Now we're also going to mm-hmm. have a post. We're going to have Josh and um, Xavier from Opposing Views web series. Uh, Josh mm-hmm. is also the creator of Queen of the Ratchet and Gunkle. Um, so we're going to have, and Otley Odin, so we're going to have him and Xavier in on the Ace as well. They're going to talk about opposing views, so I'm excited because mm-hmm. that's different. We love it when Josh comes on because we <laughs> talk hey, about we, so many other things. We sure things. do. <laughs> yes, we talk about so many other things, uh, but we have a good time. So we will see you guys on the Ace. We love y'all. Have a good night. Good night. Oh, wait. Mhm. Yeah, I'm just making sure. We, no, we don't have a show next week. See y'all. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.